0: welcome back to the PA Pod. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us over the July 4th summer break. We took a few weeks off from episodes. Um, And I think you'll notice we're switching things up a little bit today uh, because it's just me on the intro. You'll hear from Nina during the interview and in the outro. Uh, We're switching things up. I'm on a new show, which I will reveal more information about at a later date, but it's very exciting. And Nina will tell you about what she's working on, if you listen through to the end. Or maybe she won't. You'll have to find out. That's up to her. Uh, Our schedules just haven't lined up. On set is long days, so we're bringing the episode to you this way. That being said, we have a very fantastic interview today with our friend Andrew, Uh, Play a new game at the end. Uh, Just overall, really enjoyed listening to this episode while we were editing it, almost as much as I enjoyed the actual interview uh, when we were conducting it. So I hope you all enjoy at home as well. Um, I guess my only other notes, it's a weird time to be out here in this industry. There's some really exciting movies coming up. My Media of the Week pick would have been What We Do in the Shadows, which just came back this week. It's also this little thing called The Strike going on. So, you know, just keep creative people in your mind. Stay informed. And, uh, yeah, appreciate all your support out there, though. Uh, PA Pod is going as strong as ever that's all I got to say. I'm not really going to keep talking to myself here. Uh, a lot easier with the co-host. So let's get to the interview. Hope you enjoy. Uh, yeah, here we go. Stand for go for Muna. Hey, Can you help me with something real quick?
1: Coffee flying in. Today with our friend Andrew. Hello. Welcome.
2: Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. I'm a big fan, longtime listener of the Whoa. podcast. Well, welcome aboard. We're happy to have you. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I I do very much like uh, what you guys are doing here. I think it's awesome.
1: Thank you. That a lot. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. We're really glad to have you. Thanks. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What's your position?
2: Oh man, I guess my position just is whatever. <laughs> whatever they say it is on, depending on the job um right. no uh yeah so I started as a PA uh PA'd for two years kind of bounced like when I first started PA'ing it was you kind of like had different jobs sometimes sometimes I'd be a, a full-on production PA sometimes mm-hmm. I would be kind of a or like a challenge PA if I worked a show that was you know that kind of show with challenges I would be talent wrangler. Uh, You know just all of these are kind of like on that same Entry-level position depending on what department you're kind of looking to get into but essentially I PA'd for two years and then uh, got to a spot where someone offered me a coordinator position production Mm -hmm. coordinator and it wasn't the route that I necessarily wanted to go to but after UPA for a certain <laughs> a certain amount of time, yeah. you you always want to try to it's look. It's a good opportunity either way. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, once I started coordinating, it was nice that you had you had a little more information to go off of and responsibility, and people trusted mm-hmm. you to do more than like, hey, can you go get a case of waters and some ice? And yeah, yeah. Take right. out the trash and stuff like that. So it's, it's a step up. Yeah, yeah, and and it was it was nice, and I did I coordinated for about a year. But the goal was always somewhere in the creative realm of storytelling and producing. And um, just about this time last year, uh, you were on that, Nina, you were on that show with me, but Mm -hmm. I had gotten hired on a show as a production coordinator, but because I would always tell everyone and anyone who would listen to me, I'm a coordinator, but, you know, this isn't what I want to do. I want to go into producing. Eventually someone finally listened and they had an open spot for an associate producer and they plugged me in to see how I would do. It worked out really well. I got, I I worked really hard at it, but also got lucky to Mm -hmm. have that opportunity and then did that for pretty much a year until, until now.
3: Wow. That's awesome.
0: It's a cool, it's a cool path. It's like, yeah, it's it's good to hear how it how it can work out for people if you keep plugging along. Yeah, so it's always it's so
2: unpredictable. Yep. You never yep. know where the next job is gonna come from, who like who's gonna call you and or you know how you get that next step up. It's uh it, it can be really stressful <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to not like know that. all that. But you know, um I think is if you keep a good attitude and and you just you tell people Truthfully what you want to do mm-hmm. uh, Hopefully, you know, they'll remember and they'll they'll kind of plug you
0: into those those places That's awesome. So you worked on a variety of different shows then over the last few years like yeah Like the whole range of reality to competition and things.
2: yeah, so like originally I guess my first PA gig was it was on so you think you can dance um, <laughs> Nice. Yeah, so that was that was a crazy first show because it was season sixteen. It's a huge show. Yeah. It's a well-oiled machine. Um, you know, on show days we'd have twenty PAs. Wow. Um, and and when you're on a show that big, you really you really are like the essence of a production PA. Mm-hmm. Versus when you work on maybe like a season one show or something smaller, you can kind of wear multiple hats and maybe you could get close to camera department if that's what mm-hmm. you want to do or audio or whatever it is. But on a Big, I think it was good that I got to do that big stage show at first, because then I really learned what production was. But Mm -hmm. you don't really interact with other departments and do the other things. But yeah, so it was it was competition shows at first, and then it turned into dating shows. Uh, <laughs> you which, made a good face on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, you know, those I never watched. And, um, like, I never watched before working in TV. And then even after working on them, I was like, this is why I don't watch them. <laughs> um,
0: they're not for everyone. They're not for
2: everyone. Some people, I mean, yeah, some people love them. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, from dating shows to, like, challenge shows, I worked a show that was, you know, kind of like that wipeout type of like obstacle course running and stuff like that um and then eventually kind of moved now i'm I'm, i kind of moved into the world of of documentaries and i really i kind of i really like that space yeah um it's it's interesting the difference in storytelling
1: what kind of documentaries do you work on
2: so okay. <laughs> I think it's so funny when you ask you these questions because you know the answer to them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, know I don't know, know the answer. Yeah, you know, no, no, yeah. yeah, that's true, that's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, uh sports documentaries. Uh but that's, cu- I like those. Yeah. yeah. But kind of an unconventional. So the first one, it was. It's called the Ride. It's on um, Amazon Prime. It recently got released. But that was a sports doc on professional bull riding. Wow! Cool. And yeah, when you think bull riding, you don't think it's this organized sport. But Mm -hmm. uh, we we very much learned it. It was. Um, (laughs) And then from there, uh, now I have another sports documentary lined up, and that's more in the realm of college football and. So now it's kind of more to the like I guess conventional <laughs> yeah. way what you think of when you think of sports right. and stuff yeah. like that. That's, you, oh
3: no,
1: go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask, do you see yourself moving up in the sports documentary world or is there like a different sector of documentary or maybe even a different area of like film you wanna be in creatively? Yeah.
2: Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I think right now I do like the sports documentary stuff and I, but I never was huge on sports growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. I played sports, but I I never, like, strictly, like, this is my team or stuff like that. And not until I got older into college did I really get into, like, football and soccer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I do like these sports documentary shows, but I, I don't know if it's exactly where I'd want to stay for, for my career. And I think there's a bunch of... There's There are other documentaries I've watched that I really like that cover, you know, all sorts of things from, like, there was that recent one on Netflix that was about the Malaysia flight that went missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, stuff like that, I think, is is super, super interesting to dive into. And you you become sort of like a a mini expert on whatever it is that mm-hmm. you're, you're yeah. filming because you have to really understand what the story is so you know how to tell it. Um... The goal is always has always been scripted Mm -hmm. uh and I feel like that's a lot of people's goals but you know you don't always when you have to make money you don't always always have a choice in what show you work um you kind of just you take the shows that that you get um but yeah I I guess right now I do like the the space that I'm in I definitely like it more than kind of the reality shows I was working yeah but back then I mean the reality shows I've worked I didn't have to worry about the creative stuff because mm-hmm. I was production coordinator PA. It was much more logistics. Yeah. So for those things, I was okay with, Oh, you know, if I'm just handling the logistics of all of this, then that's fine. But if you ask me to kind of be like a producer on a dating show, <laughs> I, I don't know or I don't, I don't think I could. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I could fully invest myself in in that kind of story.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I get that.
0: I like what you're saying about documentaries because, Like, I've had very little experience with it, but I wasn't a little apprehensive, you know? Like, what, whose story am I telling? Like, I don't, like, is there something here? But I think what you said about being, like, a mini-expert, it's really cool, because you get to, like, you really are storytelling in the same way. It's just that instead of, like, coming up with it, you're, like, uncovering it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah,
2: that's a really good way of looking at it, totally. And you, you know, like, I didn't know anything about, I grew up in, in, here in Southern California, Los Angeles, so, like, <laughs> bull, riding? bull riding is very. Do we don't
1: have
3: bull riding.
1: Yeah, he
2: <laughs> <You, not laughs> never jumped of... on the back and like, <laughs> you know, not a lot of rodeos out here. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> so it was definitely uh new to me, yeah. Um and you know it. It's really interesting. The showrunner of that show. I mean, I learned so much from him, and and he talked a lot about. It's still you still, you could be good at it by being. By studying the basics of storytelling, Mm -hmm. because that's at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're telling a story. Of course, like you said, it's uncovering uh, in front of you, and you are trying to pick out the moments and the pieces that that make a compelling story. And sometimes when you interview people and you talk to people, you know, the big thing is like their why. Why do they do this? And why you know, especially something like as dangerous as bull riding. You know, like (laughs) why. do you get on the back of a 2,000-pound animal yeah. <laughs> that's trying to just kick you off? And I learned a lot about diving deeper into that where some people will tell you their why, and they're like, I do this because, because I love it. But if you really start to ask more and more questions and try to peel back layers, you, you can uncover a deeper reason that they might not even realize why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. And I, that whole process, I just loved, and I felt yeah. like you know, I, I felt super involved in it. And the show uh, is is sentimental to me in that sense that it was the first show that I got to kind of take that step forward and and mm-hmm. see if this is exactly what I wanted to do. Because I feel like I, I I feel like a lot of people, I mean me myself included, when you first start looking for work or you're you're paing or whatever it is. You always have that most people have an idea of what they want to do right like I want to be a director I want to be a writer I want to be a a DP Uh, but until you actually do that job you may get there and you may be like oh no this isn't what I want to do Mm -hmm. Um, so there's always that uncertainty of like am am I going the direction I want to go in
0: yeah I think that's really interesting especially I got you know speaking from my perspective at the beginning of that kind of journey that's that seems to be about right (laughs) yeah
1: I feel like you can always figure out what you want to do by testing things and like figuring out oh do I like this experience and like every experience you can learn from like even if you hate it you know that's something that you maybe don't want to do but you still have that and that's very helpful
2: yeah like I I always thought I would want to be a director Mm. and then and you know when going through like school and doing projects I would I would direct them and they, they were much lower stakes and super low budget and mm-hmm. I liked it at that point but then when it came to like our big thesis project at the end of the you know right before you graduate yeah and we were dealing with you know more money and and bigger stories and that experience i directed and that's when i was like i don't want to be a director <laughs> i was like yeah right. that's where yeah. i learned like maybe i need a, i'm looking for a different path and i think right. that's good i think it's good to try different things to
0: figure out exactly what you want to do yeah and that way as you're saying that way you can tell people i want to do this and right they can and it can be more you can really say it with some confidence yeah because mm-hmm. i think uh the more direct you are about it or I guess, certain
2: about it, people will remember.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and, but if you, if you're kind of like, you know, it's okay to not know what you want to do. That's okay, too. And it's, there's, there is no, like, wrong answer to it. But uh, if you tell people different things, like, if you go up to someone and you're like, I want to do audio or camera or art, or they're not going to remember <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anything. There's either. nothing uh, they can do either. Yeah. So it, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's... It's helpful to know where you want to go so that, because when you are, when, when I was a PA and like when I hire PAs, you're, you're kind of like a blank slate.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I felt that once I got bumped up to coordinating. Yeah. Because like when you're, I, in every show I worked as a PA, uh, people would ask me, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? As soon as I took that step forward as a coordinator, I realized no one asked me what I want to do because they assumed, like, oh, this guy is going up the ladder in production. Mm-hmm. He wants to be, you know, go from coordinator to production manager to line producer, you know, go yeah. that way. So people stopped asking me. And then that got me worried because I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be stuck here. Yeah. And that's yeah. a very, you know, it's a very real problem that can happen. And that's why I think I tried to make a, a big effort to be like, I'm a coordinator, but... <laughs> so you like, really uh, advocated for yourself. Yeah, you really have to, because, uh, I mean, no one else really will. Yep. Y- you, you know, this is, when you're working freelance, it's, you are, you have to be your, your biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to push forward the things that you want, and it's, it is, it takes time to learn to do that, because you're always yeah. worried about... Upsetting someone, and you know, or saying something wrong, and you're yeah. like, Oh no, they, they're not gonna hire me, right? Like, um, but you realize the more shows you work that that's not the case because even the people that are way above you or heads of their department, whatever it is, most of the time they were in a similar position as you. Mm-hmm very few people just come out the gates and are, you know, Quentin Tarantino. Right. right. So, so <laughs> It takes a little bit of time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, everyone has those like entry jobs and, and they get it. So once you
0: learn that, then you start to feel a little bit more comfortable uh, advocating for yourself. Nice. That was going to be my next question. Do you have any like tips for doing that, for reaching out to people or like? something that's worked for you yeah um i feel like that's a lot of things like i know i struggle with that i've gotten better but it's Mm -hmm. you know
1: it's hard to like advocate for yourself especially in an industry that is so cutthroat and having a position that you know is very easily replaceable because (laughs) everybody is who wants to get into the industry is trying to pa yeah you're like if i piss somebody off or sound a little too cocky they can just find someone else like so quickly
2: definitely i mean it's it yeah, that's the scary thing about, about all this is uh, the lack of, like, job security and all that. So you really want... It's it it's a weird, delicate dance with it, but... Yeah. I don't know. I guess... Um, I... At, at a certain point, I... I guess I, I stopped... I stopped thinking that if I told someone this is what I want to do, or if I, you know, went and talked to some, you know, like, the showrunner or the field producer, you know, mm-hmm. someone, like... Not just one level above me, but they're they're you know multiple above me. um, I stopped thinking that that would lead me to you know to someone being like, "Oh no, 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 you shouldn't do that like if you do that again, you know then that's it We're replacing <laughs> yeah, yeah. You. like because uh, the other thing too is like I guess you. It's a timing thing. You you figure out a good time. If someone's looking busy, you don't want to go up to them. Yeah. <laughs> you like, there you go. So just so you know. <laughs> Producer too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is, is uh, a big job that you have as a PA a lot of the times is like driving crew around yeah. in mm-hmm. vehicles. And sometimes you can get into like more intimate conversations with people that yeah. aren't yeah, yeah it's not about work you guys are you know sometimes yeah. you're genuinely just asking you like oh you know like yeah. where are you from you know and learning about you and stuff like that and I try to seize those opportunities to to if someone asks me like uh you know what do I who I am or what do I do I take that as kind of the yeah. gateway to to push for
0: myself right. and, um
2: god I'm trying to think
0: like no, it's hard. It's like it's a lot of right place, right time stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's not there's not like one simple do this magic thing and say this word and people will listen. Yeah. And
2: yeah. and I and you know, I don't wanna give off the impression that it's like you you say it and then that's it. Like I've had I had so many conversations with people where yeah. I felt like it went really well and they were like, Don't you worry, like the next show, I got you. Yeah. And then just never heard never it. heard <laughs> from <of them. laughs> yeah. those people again. So yeah. that happens a lot of the time, but I think, you know if you have 10 of those conversations and one of them actually ends up being real and they follow through on what they say, then that's all you need. Like I always say, once you get the credit Mm -hmm. and you can put that on your resume, then it's much easier to continue that, that journey. Um, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to keep pushing. Yeah, man. (laughs) They, they, you know, I always say like, uh, if someone opens the door for you, just got to
0: kick it down.
1: Yeah. I like that.
0: I like that a lot. Do you have anything you're, we talked about a little bit before we started recording, but that you're working on now that you're excited to keep pushing forward with.
2: Yeah. Um, it's a couple of things. So, uh, Right now, I'm currently on a show. Nina just wrapped because she's leaving us to to Aww. go to go work a different show.
0: <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we talked about how hard it is. And Nina's like, I'm moving from this show to that show, and then I got this one. Right. So, you know, I just jump around. Yeah. I, I go wherever. It's good. You yeah, spread yeah, your yeah, network yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And, um, no, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> <Thanks>. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but the show I'm working on now, it's it's been good, but it's not... For this one, I'm a production coordinator because I'm just kind of in between producing gigs. And sometimes that happens. You just kind of jump into different roles. But the next, um, I guess, like, producing gig where I'll get paid for <laughs> uh, yeah. is going to start in the end of July. And it's another kind of sports documentary thing for college football that I was kind of talking about. And nice. that one I'm excited for uh, because of the like person or people that we'll be covering um and you know from what i've seen the they uh they seem like very nice genuine people so i'm excited to kind of dive into that world and then also it's the the crew or the showrunner and the co-ep that i worked with on the bull running documentary to work with them again i mean they taught me so much mm-hmm. and awesome. to have like another show with them is is you know i feel super lucky for that so i'm excited for that and then aside from that i'm working on i do my own kind of like personal projects and passion projects with a friend of mine who directs it and i'll produce it and we have another we have about three shorts under our belt. That's awesome. And with everyone yeah. we learn something new. Yeah. Um, and are
1: those more like scripted narrative?
2: Yeah, yeah. Those ones we definitely we definitely film them uh yeah, they're scripted and we definitely film them with the purpose of like hopefully those will launch us into the scripted world or right. get us in the rooms with people that can mm-hmm. help us kind of yeah. Move into that space, uh, and then the next project is yeah, it's going to be another short, but we're hoping to make it more of a proof of concept that we can shop around, and nice. it's really exciting. Yeah, so you've
1: kind of got a foot in each like each realm in yeah. reality and in.
2: Scripted. In, in
0: scripted yeah but like, in different
1: capacities yeah
0: because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one pays one exactly <laughs> exactly but that's hard to manage and juggle all those like doing your own things and you're also working because you have to work it's and then team. yeah, yeah you and we worked a good such balance. long hours it's really
1: incredible that you're able yeah. to do put so much time and effort into your own projects while navigating a 60 plus hour work week. A hundred
2: percent. And I'll be honest, there is so many days where I don't want to do the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, I'm sure. Is, everything's exhausting.
0: That's what makes it even more, like I'm, yeah, like genuinely it's impressive. It's, yeah. it's really cool. Oh, thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't do uh, that much, but um,
2: no, uh, yeah, the, the unscripted world and reality documentary documentary. Um, uh, again, I'm happy to be there because it kind of, it has, uh, scratched that creative itch whereas mm-hmm. like reality I don't feel that as much yeah um for some people again like some people it's their bread and butter and I think if you find that and you love it that's great and you just kind of have right. to find the space that you work best in mm-hmm. but the unscripted documentary stuff is good because I've learned how like big shows do it and I'll always take what I've learned from those shows and try to apply it to my own projects mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and those pay the bills, <laughs> and then <laughs> the the passion projects. It's I think it's good because one, it I've met a lot of great people through them. Um, people who I then try to either because they're in the same boat. They're doing it for either little to no money. Mm-hmm. For most of our passion projects, like uh, me and uh, Jesse, who you know, yeah. like we'll put our you, we'll usually put our own money into it, and you know try to make it as good as we can for as little money as we have right because it's always hard yeah. um but i always try to take what i learn and see from those big shows and apply it to yep. the per- the passion projects and i always try to like kind of blend the worlds where it's like you know if i've worked with an audio guy okay. on the set of perfect match or something that <laughs> is you know like a big show but I really liked working with them yeah you know I'll try to see if like hey you know because that person maybe wants to go into scripted as well but Mm -hmm. hasn't been able to make that jump like hey would you want to do this for you know it's a smaller budget and obviously it's our own thing but that way you can say like oh I've done the scripted stuff at least at some level um and yeah it really is like a balancing act but it it's good to stay sharp in the narrative world by just doing your own projects because I think especially now with stuff like ShareGrid, and mm-hmm. like it's so it's a lot more accessible to like just film your own thing
3: yeah
2: um, it'll always cost money and it may not ever it may not turn out the way you want it to, but with each project we've learned something new and I think with right. each project we've gotten better and better
3: yeah,
2: it's awesome
1: that's really cool. It's great stuff going back a little bit yeah so you have recently become an associate producer kind of can you tell us a little bit like what you do
2: as oh an man EP? I do nothing
3: okay
2: good to <laughs> you know perfect no. awesome yeah podcast <laughs> over that's it um, <laughs> no yeah uh job of an associate producer uh for one like when you're at least from what my experience is because I think again every show is different right? mm-hmm. and everyone has a a different kind of job description with it but in the field at least when you're filming whatever you're filming you're taking time code notes those are super important yeah because you're essentially and then you write the summary of your notes the summaries will go to the executives and the network so it shows like it shows them that we're doing things (laughs) (laughs) with the money that they're you know with the money that they're giving us to do it yeah and then the time code notes go to the editors and you know that helps them if you see like a big moment of like someone punched someone else in the face and you <laughs> yeah. put that in the time code, then the editors, it's easy for them in post to be like, oh, here's where that big thing happened right. and they can right. kind of find and scrub it. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're not just, they're not just watching it back blindly. Like, oh, wait. That would have been good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so it's a lot of like note taking and, and kind of um keeping track of the story that you're filming because a lot of times the like field producers and things like that, they're they're much more involved in the moment and you're kind of there uh, like book that they can like look back at and be Mm -hmm. like, Hey, did we film that thing? And you can check your notes and be like, yes, we did film that. We got it. Um, it is nice. You do, uh, get to, you have input on the creative, you know, you're in those creative meetings with showrunner and, and field producer and DP. And if you guys are trying to figure out like how to film something or who to film or whatever you you have a voice which is nice you yeah know? not that you're always like pitching ideas but you're able to if you think of something yeah um you you help kind of organize the crew in the sense of like you know you'll you'll know who you need mic'd and when cameras will need to be ready and you're always assisting kind of getting everyone in position to get ready to film and uh you know all of these things i mean but again it's all a collaborative process so it's not like I'm the only one doing, like, all these things. Right. It's, yeah. it's always a conversation. It's always, like, a team that that puts it all together. Um, I'm trying to think. I did a lot of location scouting and booking okay. on, like, the right. bull riding documentary. Because, you know, we were out in the field in different states. And we would want to, like, interview people in mm-hmm. cool-looking locations. Yeah. So, it would, you know, there was a lot of, like, hey, let's try to find, you know, a place we can interview them. Doesn't always work out. You no. don't always yeah. get the best places. <laughs> right, but. Right uh you do your best um yeah and uh, yeah and then even on that show I kind of followed it into the post process and I got to do like post ap work and then turned into story producing work which uh That's pretty cool. Yeah, it which, sounds sounds very important. It, yeah, <laughs> it does and yeah. um it funny enough uh was not what I thought it was. Okay. Not in a bad way. What is yeah. What is it? So, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, for post APing, it was a lot of working with the editors and then like kind of saying like, Hey, can you find me, can you just do like a, a string of reaction shots or something like that? And so you're just digging through footage, finding those, like those tiny moments mm-hmm. and putting them on a timeline, giving them to the editor and they clean it up and do the final thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh The reason why I say story producing wasn't what I thought it was is because I didn't know story producing was a post thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, always, I always saw that title, and I just thought like that was someone that was the person that like tells the story <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I was like this is awesome, and in a sense, you are the person that tells the story, <laughs> right. but with what you've already filmed oh okay gotcha. and you take you kind of take that and you knowing knowing what you know everyone's filmed and or what the show filmed, mm-hmm. you take all of that and you kind of like do almost like a beat sheet of, like, this will be our opening and then this is our act one and we'll use these scenes for act two and act three and then you you work to, like, piece everything together and then you need to be a little bit more editing savvy to mm-hmm. to know how to... You almost do, like, a rough cut and then that's okay. what you hand to the editor and then the editor will take that and, you know, because whatever you... When you're filming a show, I always I always say there's, like, three different versions right. of your idea. There's, like, if you have a pitch or an idea, there's the idea that you pitch. There's the idea that gets filmed. Right. <laughs> and then there's the one that comes together in post. And yeah. all three of those are always different than, like, what you typically anticipate them to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As different challenges
0: come up, you might change, yeah. right? It is it's crazy. So many, it's you unpredictable. Know?
1: Especially with documentaries and, yeah. like real people, not scripted lines or whatever. and Things are going to change. Emotions are it's, high. It's more
2: uncontrollable. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I remember being in the field and when we would film things, I in my head I was like, I know how this is going to look in mm-hmm. post. But then we got to post and it was totally different. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. where they decide to use, you know, you could be using something that you filmed at the beginning of the show, like, in your finale episode. Like, you just never know yeah. how it's going to yeah. really piece together to make sense. That's interesting. Cool Is it, like,
1: thing. common for APs to move from the field into story?
3: I... Maybe? <laughs> it seems like
1: it would make... <laughs> to me, it seems like it would make the most sense. Right. Because you were the you're, one... You're You with were there. Yeah. You saw it happen. Yeah. You took the notes.
2: That was definitely a big benefit for... Because we had other post-APs who weren't in the field with us. Okay. Uh, that worked on it. And they... had to play a little bit more catch-up of, like, you know, scrubbing through the footage. But if they were like, hey, do we have a shot of this? I'd be like, I remember we filmed that on, like, this day and whatever. And I can find it a little bit quicker. So it definitely is helpful having the same APs go from, like, the show you're filming to post. But I don't know if it always... I don't have enough experience to know if it
0: always happens. It's probably good to have fresh eyes, too. I bet a combination is really nice. Because if you've seen something enough times, like you might not notice something that's new or definitely. Right? Yeah. And with the with the bull running thing, like at a certain point, you're like
2: not you become used to it. And so the stuff that maybe someone who sees it for the first time thinks is insane or mm-hmm. crazy, like, Oh, that's awesome. You're like, Oh, that was just like another Tuesday. <laughs> 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 so you kind of, it is good to have the fresh eyes. Yeah. Um, I think if, if, if people, APs that don't work in the field, or that work in the field don't go to post, it might be the thing of, like, you do have to kind of know editing and editing softwares, and not Mm -hmm. everyone does. And I was a Premiere kid. I was very much like, I knew Adobe
0: Premiere super
2: well, but then we were editing in Avid. And Mm. so that was a learning curve, for
0: sure. I've had a little experience with Avid. It's definitely, like, it's the same, but it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: and, like, at least it was helpful that I understood the process of editing and like mm-hmm. and how to do all that so it was it was an adjustment period but then eventually i, I kind of caught on but if you've never edited before then it's <laughs> it's really difficult yeah. and i think that may be a reason why they might not always bring those people into the into the post world some people yeah don't even want to do the post stuff like it's
0: a different skill set yeah 100
2: yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. it's a whole it's like a different sector of storytelling. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's really interesting. Uh, anything else you want
0: to share with the people? Oh man. I mean
1: any advice for people starting out little baby PAs? Yes,
0: yeah. Or people in a department that want to switch to a different department.
2: true that's yeah you know, that's because yeah. you've done it. I've done it, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. Um we'll see how long I can stay in it. But <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed it lasts a while. Yeah. Um for for advice for PAs, I think uh The thing I always say is it's all it's all about attitude, right? We work these insanely long days. Like 12 hours is the minimum. Mm -hmm. And typically, like you'll go over that. Yeah. And it's five, five to six days a week, depending on the show. So you're talking about, like you said, minimum 60 hours, sometimes 72 hours a week of work. And for me, I I would always when I was a production coordinator, I would hire someone that maybe isn't the best for the job but i know that i enjoy having them on set and other people do too mm-hmm. and just that like boost in morale and attitude means more than following orders so i i think it really is like the better the the and it's and it is hard especially as a pa to always keep a smile on your face because <laughs> yeah. you're kind of doing the the grunt work in it all and but if if I see someone, like when I first worked with you, Nina, I saw that. Like you were, we had, you know, not super glamorous jobs. <laughs> <great>. <laughs> but you always had a smile on your face and you were always laughing. and
1: I was having a good time, if I'm being honest. That's great. It was a great that makes it easier. I, I was having a good time. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. And so like that, uh, those people I'm always more inclined to bring on to other shows. Right. And because you spend so much time together, you want someone that you enjoy spending all that time together with. So I would say for, yeah, for just kind of keep, to keep working as a PA, I think it's a lot about your attitude and just keeping a good one. And then being good at the job. You can't be yeah. super right. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how nice you are, you yeah. still have to, you know, yeah. deliver something. <laughs> um,
1: can't just be the personality hire every
0: time. Yeah. It's, yeah <laughs> it's tough. Eventually, you gotta learn how to, yeah. like, you know, do the tasks. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um... The other thing too is like, uh, and I learned it a lot on this current show I'm on that we worked, mm-hmm. uh, where if I can hand off a task, like as a, as a production coordinator, if I can hand off a task to a PA and know that I don't have to think about that anymore mm-hmm. because I can trust that that person will get the job done, that is worth its weight in gold. Yeah. I love that. Like when if I when I've handed you off stuff to do on the show. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something as simple as uh like ordering lunch for the
0: crew, yeah, which I love to pass off because I hate <laughs> doing meals. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: stressful. I
0: hate doing meals. People, nobody wants their food to get messed up. No, it's a lot no. of pressure. They, that's I've how they get that. the most upset. I've, yeah. I've, I've I've messed up food before. Oh, I've, <laughs> it I've, I've done, it exactly. done it too. I've never felt worse. But or anyway. you like
1: show up to send, you drop everything and oh you're like, oh my god? Fuck. Yeah,
0: it's it's <laughs>
2: not. Yeah, yeah. So. If I can ever, if your coordinator can ever hand off a job and then just trust that it'll get done, that is a good way to 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 know that you're like a great PA and that hopefully they're looking out for you and, you know, trying to put you in the places that you want to be in to move up. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like moving from one department to the next, oh man, like it's a lot of luck and it's a lot of just uh, uh, talking people's ears off mm-hmm. and being like, I know this is what my position says, but this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. Help yeah. me, help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that, that's my best advice to that because I don't, yeah, I, I feel like I did I did get super, I worked hard, but I also got super lucky and it's kind of a combination of the two.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of my things I've been, I don't know if someone said it to me, but it's like right place, right time increases if you're always in the right place.
3: That's mm-hmm. a good, yeah, I like so, that. So that's okay. what I've been
0: kind of, that's my new mindset, yeah, it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying, yeah, yeah you yeah, it's very intentional uh to
2: try and surround yourself with the people that uh can help you go where you need to go, and i I slightly hate that I did this on this show and because like I always say like sometimes other people too, like it depends on I guess how you go about it, but you know sometimes you'll work with someone and let's say they're like a camera operator, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, well, I'm actually a DP, and it's like, well, <laughs> on, the, on the call sheet, it says you're a camera operator, <laughs> so for this show, you're a camera operator, yeah. um, and for this show that we worked, I was a production coordinator, mm-hmm. and I definitely fell into that trap of being like, well, actually, I'm an associate producer, but I tried to not be, I guess, an asshole about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the only reason I even brought it up was because the producing team that we had were so lovely and yes. right. uh, you know, I just wanted to like inform more like inform them like, hey, if you guys ever do work another show where you need an associate producer, yeah. <laughs> I have you know, I have the the experience and would love to work with you guys in that capacity. Yeah. So it's it is it's kind of a weird game because even sometimes I'm like, oh, God, did I really
0: just say that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the worst person. It sounds like you're not. You have to be,
1: like, your strongest advocate.
0: Yeah. sounds like you're aware of it. I'm guessing you're not the worst person. (laughs) No. (laughs) I, you know, fingers crossed, I hope I'm not. You're
1: not going around just saucing your resume to everyone Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: You know, it's it's the, what would you say, right place, right time, but you just always got to be in the right place. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think we got a new game. A new game. Let's uh, so, bust it out. Uh, I think we're calling this, what do we say we're calling this? Past the deadline. Just past the deadline. past the deadline. Oh, man. So I did I'm a little, i I did a little, uh, I'm, I'll be your host for tonight. All oh right, um, let's do. It. So we have it's gonna be two rounds. You can either decide to compete against each other or work together. It's up to you two. Uh, I'll compete against you. I compete. Okay. <laughs> all right. Had a so it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like two truths and a lie. So wait, wait, wait. wait. Do, do you know the rules of the game?
1: I, I yes. He's gonna explain the rules of the, the game, rules. but I don't know what
0: okay, the prompts are. Okay, okay, okay. No, I, I was gonna say. I,
1: I've I've told him don't tell me until. <laughs> okay, cool.
0: This is no in no way rigged.
1: I have no idea what is on the notebook.
0: The way this works, yeah, I have my notebook here. There's, so there's two rounds. Okay. Um, each round, I have two projects that are, I found a deadline article about them, and they're either in some stage of development, or they're coming out in November, or some somewhere along the line, right? And then one that I made up. And you have to figure out which ones are actually real things that okay, are being cool. made, and which one is is just <laughs> is it made up. Is the made up one? Oh man! Because there's some weird stuff out there that you're like, this this thing is gonna be, is being written, and it's gonna be on Apple TV, and, and you're like, like, no way, I'm like yeah. really <laughs> that one? So, it's all of them, yeah. So anyway, I'm so excited like, to see what there you come any up with. any questions. Are, are you you're reading us
2: like log lines, or
0: what are you? Yeah, know? so I have like a uh, not. I won't go into too much detail. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I don't want to come up with too much. Yeah, stuff, of, course, of course, of course. But it's just like. Actor or someone involved, and like a brief description. Of what okay, okay, cool. All right, yeah. Okay, so first round here. All right, first project it's a, a movie directed by David O. Russell, starring Will Ferrell, about the life of John Madden, the football player, coach, video game guy.
3: Oh, okay?
0: yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, uh, the second one here is a starring Vin Diesel and Gal Gadot. Action rom com where they play fictional versions of themselves. Alright. And then the third one here is an adaptation of a popular TikTok book starring Blake Lively, Hassan Minaj, and Jenny Slate. So two of those are real. (laughs) Two of those are real. A book that was popular on TikTok. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'll, uh, I'll talk along the lines. I mean, they all sound great. Why well, do I think yeah, the TikTok yeah, one yeah, is yeah. real?
1: I feel like TikTok is way yeah, too. Yeah, so one of those now.
0: is is fake, and I don't know. I mean, I came okay. up with fake. Is it like a are we, are we buzzing like, like I? Yeah. Do, we, do, do, do you do think this?
1: which one do you think is is, is the fake. fake one? Yeah. Okay, so the first one was the Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell
0: David O. Russell, and John Madden. Madden about John Madden. Second one
2: was uh, Vin Diesel and Gal Gadot playing
1: fictional versions of themselves, Mm -hmm. and then a book that was popular on TikTok.
2: Starting Blake Lively. I'm gonna go. Can can I answer? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. You answer. I think. I think Will Ferrell, John Madden is
0: fake. Okay. You know what's your answer?
1: I think the Vin Diesel, Gal Gadot one is fake.
0: Uh you are correct There we go. Nina takes round one I was just like there's
3: no way we'll
0: like I I know Will Ferrell playing John Madden sounds
2: ridiculous I'm very excited I didn't think they would make it like a comedy because I'm assuming it's a comedy if it's not Will Ferrell well I
0: don't know David O. Russell's directing he can be serious maybe this is
1: like an uncut gems moment where they're pulling Will Ferrell so dramatic (laughs)
0: that's the one like earliest stages where it's like they're starting the project. Got it. like They
1: have an idea and yeah. they haven't written The one I made up
0: about Vin Diesel is definitely not happening. <laughs> um, where they play fictional yeah. characters. And the one that's a popular book on TikTok. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know anything about it, but Blake Lively and Hassan Minhaj was, seemed and like a lot of comedy. And Jenny an Slate. Yeah. So, okay, pop right.
1: off. Right,
2: that, seemed, that one seemed like so weird that I was like, I feel like it's real. Like, yeah. It's too weird to be made of.
0: Yeah. Uh should we go to round two?
1: Round two. I don't know. Let's hit it. Nina's in the lead. I, yeah. I,
0: I, we're going to have to come up with a tiebreaker, but we'll see. All right. So round two, um, there's, uh, it's Zendaya, Ludacris, and Glenn Howerton from, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Uh, it's like a true crime detective show. Okay. Okay. Um, didn't see much more else about it. Uh, it. You said it's a show, not a movie? Yeah, yeah, okay, it's a TV yeah. show, TV show. Okay. Um. Then there's a Apple TV show starring Brie Larson, where she's a 1950s scientist that starts hosting a TV cooking show. Okay. Oh. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, we've got another Glenn here. Glenn Powell, mm. Kieran Inchipka, and, and Anthony Ramos are starring in a sequel to the 1996 blockbuster Twister. Yes. Those are your three projects. So, it's one of dreams. those is, is not real. Give me the, give me the first one again. First one, uh, Zendaya, Ludacris, and Glenn Howerton. That uh, one. a True. <laughs> That's
2: my vote. That's your pick.
0: Okay, Nina. Again, you can pick the same one, or okay. if you think, or if you think Brie Larson's not really a. The 1950s Scientist. I want that to be film. real because that I am so watched that. I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'd watch that one. Right? Like, that, that seems good. Or a <laughs> Twister remake. Or sequel. I, sequel. Not remake. Sorry. I feel like I've seen that deadline.
1: headline. Okay. Uh, um, So I might have to go with Andrew's cho- choice number <laughs> one. you pick two. that one? Yeah. Yeah, I did
0: not fool you there. That's <laughs> <not fair>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. As soon as you said Glenn Howerton, I was like, mm, I don't know. I, I know. even just <laughs> said Blackberry. I was trying to go with the two Glens thing. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, so Nina wins. Nina I wins. wins. <laughs> Yay! There we go. No, so there's some fun, fun shows coming out. Yeah, I want to
1: um, watch this Brie Larson show. I know it
0: comes, at, so that's the one that's like, I was worried because that one like has a debut. It's in, I oh, think it's October. Oh, it's a little bit Like that one's like announced. actually being yeah, made. Yeah. Oh, hard. that's exciting. It's mm-hmm. a TV show? Yeah, on Apple TV. Wow. And it sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd watch it. And then the Twister sequel, I felt, I was like, yeah it's very hollywood to they just... have a lot so i only listed three there's like a whole like yeah. cast, huge guys you've it's... already heard of it yeah because yeah, so. i saw the article
1: you... and i was like kieran and Shipka with anthony ramos that's such an interesting
0: no yeah. could be good pair up yeah, yeah. oh man yeah maybe even diesel and gal gadot that was my favorite <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> that would be such a funny show. oh my god <laughs> fictional movie? versions
1: of themselves yeah that's too good yeah wow Thanks there you for go. playing That's our new it. game. Yeah, that was a good game. I'll I like to try a consolation prize. Aw, oh, thanks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Nina, Nina,
2: you don't win anything. <laughs> I don't know. You you win being on the next episode. Oh, wow. So <laughs> yeah,
1: congratulations. You had to keep hosting. I to keep hosting. Otherwise, you would have had to step yeah, in. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what's yeah.
0: at stake here. Yeah. Right. Host co-host position. Exactly. We're going to mix that in from now on.
1: There. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> that was really fun. Thanks for fun. being the guinea
0: pig. Yeah, I know. That was a fun game. I like that. Cool.
1: Yay.
0: I guess... That's about it, right?
1: We'll see you next time.
0: Yeah, thanks for being on.
2: Thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. It Amazing. Was. Yeah. yeah.
0: Surprise. It's still me. Uh, I think we lost Nina somewhere at the theater watching Barbie and Oppenheimer. And No, I'm just kidding. Um, just didn't line up the schedules this week. However, we will have a review of Barbie and Oppenheimer and the movie event of the century uh, coming up on next week's episode. Um, before we wrap up today, though, thanks again to Andrew. Really enjoyed our time, our conversation with you. Hope everyone else did as well. Um, yeah, that's really all we got for the PA pod this week. Thanks for sticking with us over this extended break, and we'll be back with you soon. IRS.